Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you, the podcast. And we are on to part two of the drama triangle um, and teaching you all about it. And today's episode is all about trauma and drama, right? So (laughs) drama and the drama triangle, because that's all it is, is nothing but trauma and drama. So let's look, let's look at how this starts in um, childhood. I really want you to see how this begins in your childhood. So um, when we are children, right, um, we, and you, we are either physically abused or emotionally abused, right? We're watching our parents fight. That's emotionally abusive for us. That's horrible. It's, it's, it's trauma, right? So anyways, when, when we're watching these things, we are concluding that I'm not okay and you're okay. That we're not okay, but our parents are okay. You know, because as children, we see ourselves as weak, inept. But we see parents, teachers, authority figures, right, as being they're okay. We're not okay. So we come to the conclusion when we're raised in dysfunction and chaos um, that you know what, either we come to the conclusion that you're okay, we're not okay, or we think we're okay, you're not okay. Okay, so um, I want to help you understand how your life position affects the communication and all of your social transactions, and especially, most especially in this drama triangle, right? So what we what we have is compartmentalized um are thinking with this, I'm okay, you're not okay, or you're okay, I'm not okay type of thinking, which is, you know, part of that drama triangle dynamics. So it's basically splitting of this, of, 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 of a, um, of an issue, right? To two, one or the other, you're either okay or I'm okay, one or the other. So it's like black and white, right? So it's it so basically this is what causes people to rotate between persecutor, rescuer, victim. It's like passing the hot potato. Oh, you're okay. Nope, I'm okay. Right. So it's this it's a lose lose situation, really. But yet it's a win lose style of conflict resolution in adults. So when we're, you know, as a child, we create this twisted belief that the only way we can get our needs met in these dysfunctional, abusive, or chaotic homes is by becoming victims. And so this is why, you know, as I said in the previous podcast, that the victim role is the most coveted role. So parents who use this dry, you know, the drama triangle dynamics to get their own needs met, you know, they find it, they will find it very um, difficult to help their children move beyond that splitting phase of their development. So then this prevents the child from developing a sense of self between, you know, the, um, the, themselves and their parents or somebody else. It's, it's enmeshment, it's victimization, it's rescuing. It's just basically like, how can I be a victim so somebody will rescue me in so many words, right? So rather than developing this strong sense of inner power, internal power, as a child and, you know, and, and being able to be direct, 
We learn to take cues from others how they're getting their needs met. And you know that if you grow up in uh, um, dysfunction, chaos, or abuse, those people in your life are getting their needs met in unhealthy ways. And a lot of them are victims, right? So we're, we're, we're being fed into these dependent relationships. And we're being fed into the victim role. And we're primed for playing the drama triangle. So the best um, definition of a victim I ever heard was um, it's someone who is waiting for something um, something bad to happen to them, and it usually does. They're just waiting for it, and it usually happens, right? So, um... Now, children who are repeatedly victimized during, you know, family conflicts or who witness others being victimized, they internalize those experiences. Their brain actually files the situations, the specific pictures, the words, the thoughts, the feelings related to the drama triangle experiences. And that's the core definition, by the way, of trauma. Early reality shaping experiences create sensory memory um, modules that include the images, the smells, the tones, the vocal tones, the facial expressions, the body memories, the relational dynamics, right? And guess what? They're all situationally specific emotions and they're all stored in the children's brain, the nervous system to help them survive. And then each specific memory has specific triggers or cues stored in that central nervous system, which are associated with what? The dramatic and traumatic experiences. And they don't just freaking disappear, people. Those memories and all of the modules come with you right into adulthood, right into your relationships. And when you are triggered, you are brought right back there. How you feeling? Okay, let's keep going, right? So, when a present time trigger, a present time event triggers, you know, those sensory memory modules from the past, it quickly, quickly catapults people into flashbacks into these, you know, those past experiences, you know, and they re-experience the emotions tied to those experiences and their awareness is no longer in present time they're no longer conscious instead we have regressed and been thrown back into the past to relive the memory of an unresolved trauma okay that is childhood trauma that is triggered being triggered that is why you are can't control it until you heal it, till you heal those emotions, those experiences, the beliefs that come with the experiences, you are stuck in triggered reactions in that subconscious relationship. And the drama triangle is a subconscious relationship. It's people reacting, people being triggered, people going to the, trying to get to the victim role to get their needs met, right? So um, there's just this huge differential in personal power. And the dynamics of the, that drama triangle, right? So there is always a perceived power difference between the victim, the persecutor, and the victim and the rescuer. So anybody that has been, you know, um, um, see themselves as powerless or helpless, they've basically learned to operate from a victim stance. 
They feel powerless and they want to feel more powerful. Okay, so um, guess who that is? The rescuer. Right? Um, and what does the rescuer use? One up them. One up. This strategy usually backfires and they get flat, flipped back into the victim role again. And it just goes around and around and around, right? Okay, so now what comes to both of these people? Not just the victims and not just the rescuers. Well, they have been, they've learned what's called learned helplessness. Now, this is where I need you to really pay attention here. Learned helplessness is a lifelong pattern of victimization in which people learn how to get their needs met through manipulation, and that includes a rescuer. Humans, beings, people with learned helplessness patterns are unable to respond to any opportunities or situations that contain positive rewards. It's like an exercise in the opposites. Pain and suffering are, are, are good, and joy and happiness are bad. What the actual hell? Oh, hi, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. That was what I learned, right? And it's also a common cause of clinical depression who, in people that believe they have no control over the outcomes of their life situations. They, they see no possible um, um, possibility of changing anything and they give up. They become victims, right? So the key to, to resolving this learned helplessness is to increase personal awareness through education, through healing, Okay, it's not just about empowering people, right? It's because that doesn't work. Just empowering somebody does not work. It's a process of unlearning and then learning again in a new fashion. So learned helplessness is a belief. It's a twisted belief. And it, it says basically, it's a core belief that says, no matter what I do, nothing will change. My condition um, or situation is hopeless and I am helpless to change it. How can you overcome that? How is it possible to change your core beliefs if you aren't really aware of them? Well, guess what? The first step is you have to recognize how twisted beliefs are controlling your life circumstances. And those limiting twisted beliefs keep you stuck. So it takes time to change the twisted negative beliefs. And that's what people don't get. It takes time. You've had those negative beliefs operating in your background that are twisted for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Doesn't take years, but it doesn't change overnight. It's work. Okay? Now, um, you can, you can obviously, 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 you can learn and, you know, new and more helpful and hopeful beliefs about yourself, and, you know, but it's gonna, but not just that. It's not learning. It's actually embracing. It's becoming your new beliefs. It's becoming who you want to be, who you desire to be. It's about becoming that empowered person, proving to your subconscious mind that this is who you are now. Right. And that's going to that process requires patience and it requires persistence. So let's say that you have this learned helplessness about communicating with like the opposite sex. Right. So it might be able you might have a belief that says um, I'm not able to get women to like me. Now, this 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 causes what helplessness. Right. So to overcome this part of the process is to guess what? 
expose yourself to the same situation and again and again, even though it produces anxiety. You're going to need to develop positive beliefs that are, you know what, learn through effective action. And that's the truth. And you're going to need support. And then there's other parts, pieces of it. It's not easy. Right? It is not easy, but learned helplessness is victim consciousness. Learned helplessness is the drama triangle. So those people who you know see themselves as special, powerful, you know, and um, entitled to do, um, dominate others, well, guess what? They are usually the persecutor role, and they may appear powerful on the outside, but inside they're all mostly weak and powerless. Right? They just use what? narcissistic behavior they're not necessarily a narcissist but they use narcissistic behavior and in that persecutor role to cover up their fears and failure and their desire to be a victim then they can get their needs met without having to give anything in return persecutors are often envious jealous you know they want special treatment and they will bully others to get it and they want to be the victim Right? And persecutors are very usually ashamed to be seen as vulnerable and needy. You know, and the persecutors are typed, are, um, are um, trapped in this role because they manipulate others to get special treatment. It's a similar kind of learned helplessness, but just flip, it's, it's like, it's flip the side, it's the, the flip side of the same coin. Right? So it's the belief that the stronger dominates the weaker. You know, and and that just keeps people stuck. So some of the triangle, um, the drama triangle beliefs are: um, I end up losing whenever I have a conflict. People take advantage of me. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I cannot be direct about what I think or feel. It's important to keep secrets to or, in order to feel safe. People in the drama triangle are big secret keepers, and they don't see it as lying. They see it as keeping secrets. <laughs> lying to you was just a secret <laughs> oh what you needed to know I was having an affair <laughs> no I didn't know that of course it's a secret it's a secret affair why would I need to know that <laughs> oh Jesus okay so um you know and they believe that in any conflict someone has to lose and they use these power plays to intimidate others. You know, they use some of the power plays are what? Shaming others, escalation, sandbagging, dragging in old issues, asking why instead of how, blaming, labeling, leaving in the middle of a conflict, avoiding res responsibility for a conflict, playing the martyr, using money to control others, you know. And um, it's a dominator, dominated game model. So, you know, if you grew up in these adverse environments and you witnessed victims, rescuers, if you were in chaos and drama and abuse and all of that stuff, there's a high probability that you would get caught up in the drama triangle dynamic, especially if your parents were in a codependent relationship, your mother was codependent, your father was, whatever it is, right? So, um, you got to start first changing and healing that learned helplessness which has the twisted those twisted beliefs that I will never get my needs met right you know um it's basically no matter what I do nothing will change 
my condition and situation is hopeless and I'm helpless to change it. And you have to start being committed to telling the truth, right? You have to start respecting others' boundaries and you have to start respecting your own and put them in place. Um, you have to openly express your feelings when appropriate, not when you're reacting, right? So, you know, it's an, it's an, it's an, it's an internal battle within yourself that is played out on a game board with another person. So, you know, um, you can start to shift yourself if you use what I call with my clients, which is pause for the cause. When you're, when you're triggered, pause for the cause, pause. The cause is your relationship, your marriage, whatever it is, whoever, whatever's happening at that time. My cause eventually just became myself because every time I reacted, I would end up just feeling horrible about myself. I, it got worse and worse. So whatever your cause is, pause. Pause for that cause before you react. When you're triggered, you're going to feel it in your body first. Pause. I want you to, in the show notes, I included, um, you can download, um, there's nine different uh, types of triggers and it lists four to five um, in each category. There's nine categories of triggers. There's four to five. I gave you examples of four to five. You got to find out your triggers. Figuring out what your triggers are are important. Click on the show notes, download it you know, find your triggers and find your triggers until next time. I love you. Wish you much peace, joy, love, and happiness. Remember every relationship begins with you. And I'm just going to like say goodbye for right now because it's here right now. It is the weekend. The weekend is starting. Goodbye.